The Tale of Not Nice Snake. Havana was a beautiful town located at the shore of California. It had a beautiful beach, which the Havanians called Tranquil Beach. Havana had everything a normal person would want to have, from mountains to beaches. It was a huge and beautiful town. Apart from all of this beauty, it was most known to have the greatest person ever known to humanity, Waterman. He was, ne- he was made of water and lived in the Pacific Ocean. He was known for doing whatever he thought was necessary and never thought of other people's opinions as important. There were other peop- other living organisms in Havana too. Some of the not so popular organisms include Mr. Turtle, Mr. Snake, Miss Fish, etc. To guide these organisms were leaders in the region, like Leader Fish, Leader Turtle, etc. Mr. Snake was not very nice to other organisms around him. He would hurt them in violent ways. Huh. It's been a while since I've messed with someone. Snake would exclaim, exclaim, everyone still wonders if Snake will ever quit being so mean. On one normal morning, Snake thought, hey, I haven't visited Miss Fish in a while. Miss Fish was Snake's only friend and appreciated him. Although she did try to get him to be a nicer person, but Snake wouldn't budge. So he went down to Tranko to visit her. On his way to Tranko, he would mess with everyone. He was, he was wondering whether leader, what Leader Fish was going to say when he gets there. She never liked Snake and was quite intimidating. She was a 15-foot shark and her teeth were very sharp and yellow. He always tried to ignore her whenever he was at Tranco Beach. She was the only thing he did not like at the beach. He was thinking so much that he almost forgot where he was heading. When he made it to Tranco, he was confused and wondering why he even was there. But he did not have to wonder for very long. His deep thoughts were soon interrupted. You're back again, you filthy lamb lover, aren't you? Bark, Leaderfish. Leaderfish did not like organisms that lived on land for an unknown reason. I am, replied Snake. But not for you, though. Miss Fish was. Miss Fish noticed the shark talking to Mr. Snake and decided to see what the big deal was about. Why don't you stop visiting that fish lady here and take her with you? Leaderfish was now yelling. Well, boy, Mr. Snake was interrupted by Miss Fish. Can you quit fighting and become friends for a change? Remarked Miss Fish. Can you become friends? Leaderfish was now taunting Miss Fish's remark by imitating her voice with that. With the filthy land lover? Never. She had gone back to her original voice now. Leaderfish made an attempt to pull Snake into the water with her fins, on which Snake tried to bite her but was unsuccessful. Snake's whole body was in water now. Miss Fish reacted and pushed Snake back onto land again. Leader Fish was outraged now. After all, Leader Fish was Miss Fish's leader. She would expect her to have her back, not the filthy land lovers. Okay, I agree you're not on best terms with Mr. Snake, but you tried to kill him. If Waterman heard of this, you'd be dead. Miss Fish fumed. Blah! Grimmest leader fish, swimming, swimming away to join the other sharks. Mr. Snake and Miss Fish had been friends for over a year now, and nothing about their relationship, about their friendship was normal. For starters, seeing green, green snake covered in brown spots hanging out with an orange, white-colored fish who looked a lot like our current day Nemo was very weird indeed. Snake was mean to everyone, while Fish was the opposite and put others above herself. For a fact, Miss Fish had once saved Leader Fish's life. And for a fish as tiny as Miss Fish to save a 15-foot shark's life was extraordinary indeed. Oh, come on. His Snake. What a beautiful day it is. Why? We can't let that shark of yours 
to spoil this for us. We've met after so long. Yeah, I guess. Sighed Miss Fish. Snake was now smiling. Anyway, what kept you from visiting me for so long? Oh, it's just that I've been busy trying to get that Johnson to sign a bill giving Snake certain rights. Explained Snake. Mr. Johnson was one of the most respected people in Havana. If anyone needed advice, Johnson was the man. Above all, though, he was recently made the Titok of Havana. A Titok is basically a mayor, but with a lot more power. The bill began Snake, but was soon interrupted by Miss Fish. You've told me a million times. Look, Johnson is not going to pass the bill no matter how good he gets. Just because of your actions, so behave better, gain better, argued Miss Fish. Snake had been trying to get this bill passed for a long time. He had almost gotten it signed, but on the day when he was supposed to get it signed, he got news that Cho Kilmon, Mr. Johnson's predecessor, had been kicked out, and Mr. Johnson was taking his He worked his all this time to get his bill through all the way to the TikTok, but now all his efforts were in vain. He knew that Mel, Mr. Johnson's first name, would never sign the bill. He tried, though. He banged his head against most of the door, and since snakes couldn't knock like humans, since snakes couldn't knock like humans. Come in, called, called Mel Johnson. Snakes slithered from under the door. Mel Johnson's office was one everyone in Havana dreamed of. It was a hexagonal room with pictures of himself on the purple walls. And right smack in the middle of the office was a circular table with a blue chair behind it. The chair had no armrests and had a triangular backrest. Sitting on the chair was none other than Mel Johnson himself. He was a short man wearing round glasses and, an av- and had an average-sized beard. Well, 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 joked Mel. If it isn't for Snake himself, what is the snake here for? That bill? Never. Why not? Snake was trying real hard to keep his voice calm. That comment of yours told me about the bell and how it's out great. My reaction to that was a nod, but in my head I know that I'm doing a favor to the snake with whom everyone in town is frustrated with. I like this position I've earned and I want to keep it for as long as possible. Snake was mad at Mel. He made a violent movement which the TikTok took as a bow and slithered out the door. Snake did not quit there though. He still visits the TikTok every week, only to return full of rage and a feeling to do something. This was one of the only times he ever controlled his anger. Snake and Fish spent the rest of the day talking trash about the TikTok. It's getting dark now. Pointed out, Snake. I must leave. Alright. And try not to annoy anyone on your way back, sighed Miss Fish. Snake left the beautiful beach and started heading back to Sparrow. It was dark now and he was expected to talk to the TikTok again the next day. On his way, though, he did not see a whole lot of people. The first person he saw, though, was Mel Johnson. Hello. Oh, hi there, replied Mel. Heading home, I suppose, assumed Snake. Actual... Mel was immediately interrupted. I wanted to talk to you. I was just wondering if you changed your mind on the bill. Interrupted Snake. I was actually heading to your home, commented Mel. Mel, Snake was now grinning. Did this mean that Mel had finally agreed to his proposal and wanted to tell him that he'll sign it? He saw Mel's... Uh, Mel saw Snake's grin and seemed to understand what he was thinking. Turn forward that the town has decided that you can't stay in Havana anymore and must leave. Grinned Mel. Snake had always not thought good of Mel, but now he was at the point of pure hatred. There was only one thing he wanted to do now. Take a step back and jump up to Mel and bite him. If he was successful, people would know that he did it. But the street was deserted except for him and Mel. There would be no eyewitnesses, and the town couldn't blame him. He slithered a couple inches back and then took a couple of seconds. Boom! He jumped up and bit the short Mel in the neck. Despite all of Mel's efforts to pull him off, he stayed put until Mel collapsed to the ground and knew that he was dead. And he knew that he was dead. He, Ting Tong Snake, had killed a person. He had done it. Snake woke up the next morning, and not the way he usually did. 
He knew that everyone in Havana would now know. Not the fact that he woke up, but the fact that he was now murdered. He was not a great organism before this, but now he had crossed the line. He, Ting Tong Snake, had killed the Titok of Havana. Everyone knew that he did it, but there were no eyewitnesses. Not that it helped. Everyone treated him like a murderer. But even if he did not go for a trail for it, the people wouldn't treat him any... He would be treated worse than a trailer, a prisoner. He slithered out his burrow, out of his burrow with the feeling of a murder in his head. He did not feel guilty, though. He felt that Mel deserved what he got. Snake was so immersed in his thought that he did not even bother to notice all the people around him, cheering at him. Before he knew it, he had entered Tranko. Here comes the murderer, giggled Leaderfish. You're probably wondering why Leaderfish is taking the death of the Titok so lightly. Only the people who lived on land were actually affected by this. The water was governed by watermen. Now, he did not see watermen a whole lot. He only came out whenever he really fed the deed to. Shut up, growled Snake. Aw, did the little snake feel bad? Joked Leaderfish. Just as Leaderfish stopped talking, Snake noticed, move- noticed movement in the water. All of the organisms in Tranko turned their heads toward the river. Something was erupting out of it. A lot of the organisms around him covered their mouths with, his, with their hands. Snake did not understand it. It looked like a puddle of water was erupting from the water. It made no sense. The people around him seemed to know exactly what was going on. Then it hit Snake. It was Waterman. Waterman had lemon yellow eyes and seemed to be taking his time to get out of the water. Now, Waterman was completely out of water. His yellow eyes were looking around Tranko, looking for something. Then they landed on Snake and stayed fixed there. Snake knew it. Leader Fish had been feeding Waterman with everything he had been doing. He did not know what he had to do. He did not know what to do. He had a 35-foot transparent Then he thought, why would Waterman care what Snake did? After all, he did not have anything to do that anything he did not do anything that would affect water creatures then he realized this fish thought snake he cannot get a voice out of him right now snake knew that waterman cared a lot about pe- what people thought of him having a murder date one of his sea animals was exactly the definition of outrageous in the waterman world snake had not heard of an imprisonment by waterman waterman just killed people the people around him did not move at all it was like they were all frozen it was just between him and waterman You've been thinking for a long time now, kid, pointed out the loud and commanding voice of none other than Waterman himself. Snake had no words to say. (laughs) He really wanted to join the shocked crowd around him, not be the one they're staring at. I see, muttered Waterman. Boy, if you have anything to say, say it now. It's probably going to be your last time. No, (laughs) it... No, it isn't. This is much calmer. This was a much calmer voice, which Snake immediately identified to be Miss Fish's. Wonderful, exclaimed Waterman, now moving his eyes to look at Miss Fish, who seemed to be panting. Miss Fish, I see. Now that both of you are here, let, let now that both of you are here, <laughs> let's get this over with. Waterman held his hand, held his hand over the water, which was which he was miraculously standing on, expecting something to come into his hand. His lips were moving rapidly, and then the water moved like it would when someone threw a pebble in it. And then something was coming out of it. First the handle, then the sharp side. It was a sword. Waterman only had his sword when he was going to give out a penalty, a death penalty. He grabbed onto the handle and pointed it at Snake first and Miss Fish. No! yelled a familiar voice. Everyone looked around. Only Snake and Miss Fish seemed to know whom it was coming from. A shark came from behind Waterman, stood between Waterman and Snake. Waterman was wearing a puzzled look. 
What is it, young lady? Questioned Waterman. For some reason, Snake had this sudden urge to laugh. He had never really thought about this, but hearing someone refer to Little Fish as young lady was unusual. She didn't look old, but if she was leader of all the fish in the Pacific Ocean, she couldn't really be too young. When Snake realized that these thoughts, all these thoughts were completely pointless in the situation he was in, Leaderfish made a violent movement facing away from Waterman. Snake thought that she was threatening Waterman, but then he quickly replaced this, this assumption with, the, with assuming that she wanted a quick word with Waterman away from the people. She went about 40 feet away from the audience toward the heart of the ocean before stopping. Waterman quickly followed. Snake and everyone around him could see the two immersed in deep conversation, but couldn't hear what they were saying. What do you think she's talking to him about? Asked Miss Fish, breaking the silence around them. People seemed to take this as a permit to start talking and start dabbering away to people around them. I don't know. Mumbled Snake. She probably thought the sword wasn't bad enough. Probably is telling him to look for Voldemort to kill him. To kill us instead. Snake had managed to joke. He could hear the blood flowing through his body. He knew that his heartbeats were numbered now. But he was beside the only organism who ever bothered to talk to him as a friend. And he was beside the organism he loved most. He could not keep it in anymore. I really like you, <laughs> admitted Snake. Miss Fish looked at Snake. Her first expression was puzzlement, but she quickly realized why I expressed this feeling now and smiled at him. Snake smiled back, mostly for jokes that were racing off his mind. This was the one thing Snake did not know why he did. In desperate times of panic, his mind would try and make the situation bearable. No, Snake blurted out. It's not a great idea to kiss a snake. Sh- Shut up, Miss Fish tried to sound. Miss Fish tried to sound bad, but couldn't keep, couldn't keep the giggle out of her voice. A snake knew that even if he died, he had nothing in his head. It was filled with joy. He might even be ready to face death. He did not have a lot of time to think, though. Waterman and Dieter Fish were, were coming back their way. Where are we? Leaderfish were coming no. back to no. Waterman wore a disappointed look, while Leaderfish looked relieved. Everyone took their appearance as an order to shut up. Snake could not understand. He expected them to both come back with the same thought of their heads. After all, it was Leaderfish who told Waterman about all of his not great activities. Coral trenders, grunted Waterman. Snake did not know what coral trenders were. He knew that this was not the time to think what it meant. Waterman gave Snake and Miss Fish one last glance then dropped the sword in the ocean. Then he himself went back into the water. Almost everyone cleared the beach at once. And this is when Leaderfish swam toward the confused snake and Miss Fish. Hello, greeted Leaderfish. Oh, hello, muttered Snake. He was not used to this nice of a Leaderfish. Miss Fish did not say anything, but Snake's mind was full of thoughts. He did not have any space for anything else. That was close, acknowledged Leaderfish. All Snake could do was manage to nod. All Snake could manage to do was nod. I agree. I haven't been very nice to you, admitted Leaderfish. Give me a chance to explain, please. Leaderfish was clearly not used to pleading. You have it, mumbled Snake. He was startled by Leaderfish's behavior. I've been being mean to you, but I wouldn't never told Waterman. Why not? Snake interrupted. Because... Explained Leaderfish. Whenever Waterman himself has killed someone, their soul does not go away. It seems it stays and haunts the ocean. It doesn't haunt Waterman, but everyone else. Now, if you're born after your soul's owner was killed, you can't see it. The last time Waterman killed someone, it was 100 
1500 years ago, everyone in the ocean, except Waterman himself, cannot see the soul of Gary Joller since we were all born after his execution. And from what I've been told, having a soul haunt the ocean is not a good thing. Snake wanted wanted to know who Gary Jowler was, but then had a better question. But then a better question found its way through his head. How do you get him to change his mind, though? Asked Snake. Snake did not know much about water levers, but he knew that a person like Waterman would be more of a. I made up my mind, and I'm not changing my decision. Person, not a. Oh, all right. Thanks for letting me know, person. It was starting to get dark now. Snake knew that whatever he wanted to ask, he had to do it now. Water livers were not allowed to stay near the shore after dark. Carl Tinders, answered Leaderfish. And what is that? added Snake. Oh, I forgot. You don't know what we eat. Sneered Leaderfish. You eat that? Snake questioned. Snake did not know why, but the name Coral Tinder sounded more like seaweed used to strangle humans than an edible food. Leaderfish pretended that she did not hear what Snake's comment on the food. Coral Tinders are at top seafood. Now, what you call seafood, we ain't killing each other for food. Coral Tinders require a lot of work to make and can take years and years in the formation. A lot of organisms died while making it. If you eat that, you've lived to its fullest potential. Explain, Leaderfish. Why doesn't Waterman get some to make for him instead? Question, Snake. It takes a team of 30 million sharks to make that, and we are 29 and a half million short, answered Leaderfish. Well, then what does all of this have to do with those tenders? Explained Snake, who was now starting to get worried about the darkness. I gave him 41 pounds of it, mumbled Leaderfish. And how did you get that? Asked Snake. My family was the only one that could ever make it. They made it 300 years ago, and it's been being passed down for generations. Leaderfish had given Waterman her family treasure, not because of the fact that she did not want two souls wandering around, although that was part of it. She felt the same way Miss Fish had when she first saw Snake. Not a weird nice person, but when given a chance, he could be the best person ever. Thanks, it means a lot to me, pointed out Snake. Me too. This was the first time Miss Fish snowed since the, fir- since the departure of Waterman. Without another word, both of them turned away and went back to wherever you have to live in water. Snake slithered away, heading back to his burrow. He did not see anyone on his way back. He appreciated this, though, because if there were people, all they would do would be point and whisper to each other. He first visited the spot where he had committed murder the previous day. He looked at the ground where the dead body of the dog was yesterday and swore to himself. I will be a better snake from now on, Snake whispered to himself. He went back to his burrow, still thinking of the miraculous change in behavior of Leaderfish. After all, she had sacrificed 41 pounds of coral trinders today, and that was probably all of the trinders she had to Waterman. Not for personal gain, though, but to keep Snake and Miss Fish alive. He slept like a normal organism for the first time in forever. He woke up the next morning and already felt the meanness inside him, trying to provoke the niceness. But he had decided that he would be nice and he would not change his mind. Snake climbed out of his burrow, gave it one last glance before turning to head to Tranquil. On his way, he on his way he greeted everyone he met and knew that the nice snake inside him would gain res- gain him respect eventually, and maybe he could get the snake's right bill passed. 
He repeated this behavior every day and had soon managed to get the news to talk to sign the bill. He was about to get married to Miss Fish and everything was going just as he wanted it to go. All was good. The end.